welcome to the Health Tech Podcast. Here we talk about everything healthcare and technology, and I'm your host, James Somaru. Welcome to the Health Tech Podcast. Today we're revisiting episode 204 to dive into the world of synthetic biology and some of the ethical conversations surrounding stem cell technologies. Our guest is Dr. Mark Cotter, a neurosurgeon, stem cell biologist, and serial entrepreneur. He is the founder of synthetic cell company BitBio, who have developed a benchmark technology for efficient and consistent production of human cells for use in research, drug development, and cell therapy. As a pioneer in his field, Mark brings a unique perspective on the ethical implications of engineering cells and shares the truth behind how close we really are to solving the cell therapy access problem by reprogramming human cells. I'm interested. You have a few different views of this space from a clinician, from a biologist, arguably from a mathematician. You know, there's lots of different ways that, that you're viewing this and also simply as a human being. I'm interested in, and this question's around ethics, right? Right. Because when you talk about engineering a, a hum, like a, a cell, a, a living cell to do what you want, you as a human. So the human is, is reprogramming synthetically mm-hmm. a cell to do what you want. Mm-hmm. Now, I've intentionally said that in a bit of a pejorative way to, to mm-hmm. sort of bait you into a response. But where do you sit on ethically? Are, are, we, are you okay with that? Like, that's what we're here to do. We're here to reprogram cells into what we want. And that's the way to solve loads of problems for human beings. And that's okay. Clearly, we're doing it in animals for meatable, and that has loads of benefits. And there's a, there's a, obviously ethics around greater good and, and all these yeah. different things. But it's 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 interesting to me because it, it, we're at the we're at the at the frontier now of the the border between the known and the unknown as to we're doing these things for the first time. You you're in an incredibly exciting space, having discovered some of this technology and having the ability to do so. How does that make you feel with the ability to do what you can do? Well, I think um, you touch a really very important aspect here. Um, you know, what do we do with it? And, right. And and also, is uh, what are the what's the ethical context of this? And. One of the first things that we've done for BitBio is essentially set up an ethics board, um, which is headed by uh, Professor Kordini Sega. And she's a sort of well-known lawyer in sort of sustainability issues. And we did this because we wanted to have early checks and balances um conceptually but also all the way to within the company how do we deal with conflict um and that's been tremendously helpful and a huge guidance and and then to the sort of so that's one thing realizing that we have to be sensitive and have to take ethical issues very very seriously the next thing that, you, that you've asked is, um, how do I feel about engineering cells? Um, mm. 
and reprogramming cells. And one of the one of the things that a message that um, that I really very much like um, was an idea of of Albert Schweitzer. Um, he was actually um, he must have had a very similar language deficit as I, <laughs> being non-native, yeah, but more, more sort of primary German speaker. But he actually um, was an organist uh, and a philosopher, uh, and um, in in Oxford, and he sort of came up with this concept of um, respect for life as such. Um, um, it's actually beyond respect. It's more, you know, being an awe. Um, mm. I think his German work was Ehrfurcht, and and I think that that should be a guiding principle. Every life form that requires respect uh, and has has value in itself. Now, where I sort of draw a bit of a boundary, I would say doing what, I, what we're doing is the individual cell of a multinucleated organ, multicellular organism, um, because that doesn't really work outside of that context. And in fact, actually, you can take cells out of a individual, just think of a blood draw, without changing, you know, the individual. And then based on that blood draw, we can actually create new cells, stem cells, which you then reprogram. And so we're sort of, I feel we're one step removed from one, what is an, an individual, and you could argue a, a single cell organism is an individual. When we talk about cells, um, that are sort of outside of their usual context. Um, and then, then it, if, if you accept that as a, a baseline, then the ethical question um, changes to what do you do with that? Uh, and then here, again, I think we've got to be very careful. And one thing that I don't want to ever go into is sort of engineering um, the germline, so you know, engineering, you know, babies. Uh, that, that's something I, I definitely am going to stay away from. But now, using the insight that we have to turn cells into intelligent drugs, I think is, I feel, is the right thing to do. Mm. We went from small molecules to biologics, which are essentially proteins that the body yeah, creates, fair. like insulin. Yeah. And now we're, we're, we're sort of going one step up. We're using cells, which is the next more complex sort of organization uh, in, an, in, 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 in an organism and engineering, engineering them. But absolutely, I think we have to be sort of aware of the boundaries. And I think any progress in science, I think, has to be embedded into a ethical context and conversation. And that's certainly something that, that we're very interested in driving forward. I do love that idea of the respect and the awe 
of life. I, I I do like that as a framework because as you know, as a guiding principle, you're not going to go far wrong if you maintain that. I think for me, when it comes to this sort of technology, you know, whenever you assume any incremental improvement in anything, there is an inevitability that somebody is going to discover a new a new technology, this new technology, the next new technology. There is an inevitability to that. And I think it is the responsibility of those that are good, that have good intentions, that want to do things for the right reasons to go out and discover this before anybody else does, like yourself, who are then going to put it into an ethical framework, who are then going to set up you know, an ethics board to make sure that you're held to account on the ethics and, and that you're allowed the, you know, the ability to think about it and, and make the right decisions because of it, all those different things. So I, I really like that. And it's nice to hear that, you know, it's a really structured approach. It's an actual, a real kind of, um, it's a definitive approach to, to the ethics of it rather than just sort of how you feel. It's, it's, it's a nice framework that you have behind it. Um, the last question that I have for you though, before we wrap up is I suppose around, around the future of this and how close is the future is, is I suppose my main question. And mm-hmm. if we take those two companies, if we take BitBio, and we take uh, Meetable. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we we now know what you're trying to do with both of those companies. It seems very futuristic. It seems <laughs> very, you know, like a thousand years time, like these sorts of things. But actually, it seems it, it's probably a lot closer than that. So, you tell me, where, where how close are we to a reality where BitBio's creating new? live livable lived drugs for patients mm-hmm. um alive mm-hmm. that's what i was for alive drugs for patients. Right. and and how close is uh cultured meat available uh going to be hitting our shops um you know a few years ago i would have said this is futuristic um now i can tell you it's happening mm. it's happening now um bit is in the process of actually doing the work that leads into the clinic um, wow and it's going to be not very far off. Um, we've got very ambitious timelines. We're going to announce them, but uh, it's it's happening right now. Uh, is the answer to that? And equally with Meetable, you know, it's happening. I mean, they are sort of pushing towards first product, um, and they've they've done incredible, uh, quite frankly. And why is this possible right now? And that brings me back to that change in paradigm. It's because we embrace principles of synthetic biology, this engineering approach, do fail, iterate faster and faster, tab into new ways of looking at things, machine learning, you could call it artificial uh, AI. As, As a human being, as long as you, when you, for example, do complex experiments, we are not, we can't cope with the information that we can read out of an experiment anymore. So you need assistance systems like ML to help you make sense of what you create. But exactly that, that engineering, which is essentially relies on two pillars. One pillar is having control uh, and the other pillar is being able to predict what might happen um, is driving this incredible progress that we see across biotech and in potentially, and, uh, and in particular, I think also uh, in the two companies uh, that uh, that I've been 
sort of part of and part of. And there we have it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found listening to conversations when it comes to the ethical side of health technologies, like cell engineering and the prospect of entirely new medicines developed from a single human cell as interesting as I did. I think I'm also excited for the day I'll get to try a perfectly cooked lab-grown steak. If you enjoyed, tune in next week when James will be back for another episode of the Health Tech Podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for listening and making it all the way to the end of this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. And you can head to the description of this episode to follow me on all of my social media so you don't miss out on any of the latest health tech content.